Welcome to the Erasmus Foundation podcast. My name is Paul Nugent. Are you looking for answers to life and its meaning? Then this may well be the very podcast you need to listen to. In a series of podcasts, we are going to look at the difficult questions of life and apply spiritual knowledge to find out the answers. Hello. Today, we're going to talk on the subject, A Time to Heal. And to be honest with you, I know nothing about the subject as we stand at the moment. But we have with us Rosina, Julia and Corinne. And this is Rosina's idea, her subject matter. And so, greetings to you, Rosina. Greetings, Paul. What would you like to say on the matter? I seriously considered this because six months ago or longer, um, I became quite ill after I'd had my third COVID injection. Um, And I got a very, very, very bad cold that went on for a long time. And at first, I thought to myself, oh, I'll get over this easily, quickly enough, you know. And I didn't really bother about it, and I carried on as usual. And, of course, every day I got steadily worse. And eventually I had to concede that I was ill and that I needed to rest, which I did. Now, this went on for about a month. Christmas happened, and I thought, oh, yeah, I'm getting better. And in the new year, I'm going to be able to get back to do all the things that I haven't been able to do. So the new year came, and off I went to, to my word, doing all those things at full pelt that I normally did. And about a week later, I got quite seriously ill again. I was feeling a little bit kind of like down in the dumps about this, as you can imagine. And it just so happened that I stumbled across um, an article in The Guardian. And the headline was, we need to respect the process of healing. A GP on the overlooked art of recovery. And the GP was Dr. Gavin Francis. Now, what he was arguing in this article was that he maintained that the current Western medical approach to illness did not attach enough importance to the process of convalescence. And I thought immediately, goodness, this sounds very interesting. And I I read further. And as I was reading this, I was reminded of, or reminded myself of the fact that when I was a teacher, the idea of convalescence didn't even come into your thoughts process. In fact, it was the opposite, because if you, if, if I was feeling not well, and I think that this perhaps is the same with many people, actually, you think to yourself, well, am I ill enough to stay at home? Should I be staying at home or should I go into work? And nine times out of 10, I would go into work. Most of us teachers would do the same. 
And of course, if it was a viral infection, we would spread it around to each other. So the idea that when you started to recover, you should rest and take time to heal just seemed to be an indulgence. And I started to think about this because then I thought, well, Rosina, you, you, you are no longer a teacher. How, how does this apply to you now? And I thought, well, perhaps this is how our brains work, that we get so used to doing certain things that even when we don't have to do them, we still do them. Now, I thought and I read further in this article, and one of the other things that Dr. Francis explained was that he maintained that all, and I'm quoting him now actually, all worthwhile acts of recovery have to work in concert with natural processes, not against them. And he went on to say that a doctor who sets out to heal is in truth more like a gardener who sets out to grow, and that actually nature does most of the work. And he cited two or three examples. One of the examples he cited was that when he stitches a patient, the stitches themselves don't heal. The, the stitches just provide a trellis for the healing to take place. But that healing is nature. Nature will heal in its own time. He spoke also that, about a medieval healer where some of these ideas came from. She maintained that to be healed was to be invigorated by the same, the same force that gives life to trees as much as it does to human beings. And she concluded that the work of a physician is more like that of a gardener than it is of a mechanic. Now, I really thought about this and realised that actually myself and many, 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 many other people, actually we expect our bodies to heal quickly. Um, we, we will take drugs or whatever it takes to, for our, our bodies to heal quickly because we want to get on with the things that we want to do. And most of the time that's we need to get back to work. And this echoes very much of what we have been told by spirit here, that nature does not follow man's time scale, man's desires or man's laws. It follows its own law, the natural law. And often our attempts to speed up this healing process by the use of mechanical interventions whether that's drugs or dressings or whatever, it can only provide a, a scaffold and nature will heal in its own time. And I think that rushing this process in order to return to work or to do the things that we want to do only hinders the process. And 
I think that it's it makes us often makes us ill in other ways. So I think that what we need to do and consider is we need to become more sensitive and embrace the natural law because with all the demands that this mechanical age seeks to impose upon us, I think it is well to remember that we are a part of the natural law and it is ultimately counterproductive if we choose to ignore it. Well, there's plenty there to discuss, isn't there? I see where you're going with that now, Rosina. I think also that even with our National Health Service, um, many people are, are in hospital and are sent home far sooner than they should be in the same way that they maybe should be resting for a couple more days in bed before they're released. But as soon as the operation takes place almost, a couple of days go by and they're sent home and expected to recover in an environment where the temptations to work is, is, is quite high. So, Corinne, following on from what Rosina said, would you like to add any more to that? Personally, what came to me is rather that this time on the earth is a time uh, when healing is needed because the world being out of balance, the earth is being sick and spirit has told us it is potentially dying. And so for me, it is a time to heal. It is really uh, necessary because the cause of this is man's behavior, because man is out of balance. And for the earth to survive, it will take time and efforts for the earth to recover. So what Rosina has said, we could apply it to the world and we could individually try to work on ourselves to find balance, to heal in a way our bodies, our minds, so that the earth could be healed. Man has changed his environment and he has created the right condition for viruses, microbes, for disease to grow, to spread to grow in strength. And following this, we have AIDS. No cure has been found for AIDS and it is still affecting many people on the earth. We have, of course, COVID. Today we hear that it is coming back in strength and rapidly. 
we have mental disorders. So it is a time to heal because all this is showing how how sick our world is is today. And the way the way to to heal the earth is individually man could acknowledge his spiritual dimension, his spiritual self, and using his mind, mind then could find solutions to heal himself, to heal his planet, to heal the world. Thank you very much for that, Corinne. Now, as you're talking, what I'm considering really is the fact that this duality that we have at the moment with our spirit and our physical brain, as it were, has been something that has separated so much that we have very little contact with our mind, our spiritual self these days, because our brain has become so prominent. And I'm thinking part of this healing that that Rosina was talking about is to try and bring our mind more into play in the way we live our lives. Does this make yes. any sense to you, Julia? Yes, it does. And I was thinking about this subject, or have been for a few days and weeks now. And I mean, fortunately, I haven't had too much uh, problem with um physical health so far in my life and I was looking at it more um, perhaps um, through the tests and challenges we have in life as you say and thinking of the example of my own journey up to now but also looking at the earth and what it's been through and where it is now and in both cases I think on a personal level I like many of us were particularly tested perhaps in childhood and sometimes it takes a little while to work through that of course you might not realize that you've been tested or scarred and it takes time to perhaps appreciate and understand that and I think it's only when you get a little bit more of an understanding that you can then apply some healing and I think in my case that happened it took quite a long time which isn't a problem and it isn't really important but in time as I appreciated the past and understood a little bit more about myself got to know myself better then I was able to work things out and find a little bit of healing and a little bit of spiritual strength, I think, came from that. So in looking at the earth, I do feel that in the future, we know that the earth is going to be in a much better place. And I think it will be when that time comes that the people and the earth will have the time to heal because there will be that understanding and that acceptance of what we've been through, why we had to go through it, what we did to cause all the imbalance and the upset. And 
with that understanding, I think, will come a lot of healing and a lot of peace. So really, this is how I was approaching the subject, a time to heal. Thank you, Julia. Now, Rosina, it does take time to heal, doesn't it? It's not something that happens overnight. It's, it happens in all aspects of life. All our issues, all our hardships and difficulties take time to recover from. You know, as we're tested, there's a time of, of quietude afterwards in, in a way so that we can recover and consider and put things into the rightful place. So what would you like to say on this subject? Well, first of all, I think that uh, one um, thing that comes to mind is the word impatience, that um, we can be very impatient. Uh, and I certainly was uh, um, impatient with myself. And I think perhaps that was one of the things that that whole episode taught me. Um, and, you know, I've since looked at that a little bit deeper. And in doing so, I also considered acceptance and what acceptance, what it means to, to accept, to accept that we are ill, to accept that there may be a reason for that. Um, it may have been tapestried that we were going to get ill. It may not. It may be something that perhaps we've become out of balance with in our lives, um, something we, that perhaps we need to look at, as Julia said, in our lives. Um, and I think that that is the value of it, that anything that makes us stop and think and listen, and in this case, listening to our body and what it's telling us, can only be a good thing. And certainly out of all of that, for me, came a lot of learning, which I appreciate and I'm thankful for. And I think, as Julia said, that when we apply this to our world, the same is going to be that in time, we will look back at this period of our earth and and we will realise that a great deal of learning was got from it. And I think that that is where the value of it is. You mentioned about the brain. And I mentioned also in my introduction a little bit about how my brain kept telling me to behave in a certain way, even though I no longer needed to behave in that way. And I think this is where it's important that we take time to meditate, to allow our minds to surface so that we can quieten some of this brain chatter that is really not helping us at all. And in some ways, in many ways, it actually hinders us. It gets in the way. So. Perhaps another important aspect of all of this, I think we need to quieten ourselves and just be quiet and take time to be quiet. 
And I know that that's very difficult because this world is a very noisy place. I hope that this is something that in the future we will appreciate more. That is quietness. The thing is, of course, we believe in spirit and we believe in spirituality. And really, it gives you a different focus, Corinne, on really what is important in our lives and what isn't. Is it important that we need to rush down to the shops to get some food in or need to cut the grass or whatever it happens to be? Or is it to try and understand who we are, why we're here, and what our purpose is? What do you think about that? Oh, yes, indeed, Paul. It it, it changes um, a lot a lot of things. Um all what we have been learning at the foundation and uh, trying to to live more spiritually, acknowledging um, our spirit, our mind. If we practice regularly meditation, we start to know better ourselves. We start to appreciate to be quiet, and certainly being more aware, um, we will perhaps choose better the food for our body. We know how important the food can be. It is said that we are what we eat. For example, meditation brings good food for the mind. When one starts to appreciate the quietness, to retreat inside of of oneself, to appreciate the sound of nature, the birds singing, the peace we may feel in a forest. Two years ago, I had cancer. And thanks for the knowledge we have, I could really accept the illness. And I I have accepted as well that it would need time to to heal and and to come back to a more, I can't say a more normal life, but um, to come back with some activities. And when one is at peace, one really can accept all these tests. And with acceptance, it even makes it easier to go through the test. Thank you, Corinne. Now, the thing is with life is as you get older, you tend to get a little bit wiser. You learn from our lives as we do in spirit. So we're all, none of us are young physical human beings and youngsters do need excitement and thrills in their life to begin with, particularly children. So when is it, is it time for us to grow up, would you say, Julia? When should we grow up as a human being or do we ever? 
I mean, I've been accused of not doing so. (laughs) Well, I think what you've described is how the world is at the moment. As Rosina said earlier, it is a very noisy world at the moment. And it's not really helpful. It's not natural. Um, And certainly young people don't get a good start in a noisy environment. I mean, the mind will have more difficult difficulty um, having some impact on a young person when it is noisy. So I don't think it's so much about when we grow up. I, I'm thinking about the future. Um, people can be children. People can have fun, I'm thinking, in the future. But it will be in a more healthy environment in all respects. You know, the world will be healthier. The environment will be healthier. And how we communicate, how we play, how we work, it will all be much more open. It will be more truthful, more generous. So we can have fun. We can have some excitement, maybe. We can enjoy life as a young person. And I think we can enjoy life as we grow older because we'll have had a better start. And again, thinking about the future, I do feel that because we will have gone through this difficult time, I believe that truth will start to be valued even more. And I feel that this is a time not just for healing within ourselves, but also with our families and friends, some of whom we might have lost touch with or have fallen out with, perhaps the way we've communicated certain situations we've been in where we haven't perhaps handled things well, or perhaps someone has not been very kind to us. I think all of this will be looked at in a different way. And there'll be an opportunity to find some healing. Because I think those situations in our past will be put into perspective, because of what we are all going through and what we will be going through. So I think there's a lot of opportunity in the future for healing. And as I say, I think a lot of opportunity to really enjoy life in in a very healthy way so that perhaps the healing that will be needed will be a little different and the solutions for healing will be different. As has been touched on, we'll take a little bit more time, we'll have a little bit more acceptance We'll perhaps use natural remedies and therapies more because there won't be all the the pills and potions. It will be much more natural, using perhaps natural energies. So, you know, I feel that the world in the future, especially for the young, is going to be a great place to live and grow up. And I'm sure it will be a great place to have a lot of fun as well. As I say, I think it will be a much healthier and more open environment. Thank you very much, ladies, all three of you. Very good. And lots of information there. So we're coming to the end of our podcast, and I'm hoping um, that Spirit would like to say something to conclude this evening. Greetings. Greetings. This is Bettina. Hello, Bettina. Hi. I think you all have spoken very well on this on this subject, and I have something, a small item I would like to add 
to your recording this evening. And that is really to mention that nature, all of nature, all creatures, all of nature, really responds to what I would call the pulse of life. Throughout the universe, the natural law which controls and maintains the order of the whole universe, it pulsates to a rhythm which is standard, it doesn't deviate, it is constant. And nature is aware of this. Man is not. Now, in the future, because of different events which are to occur within the earth, there will be many changes. And one thing which will happen, which is needful, is that man will slow down. Man will learn to accommodate his time to the rhythm of life, to the pulse of the natural law. And this is required. And even now, people could benefit health-wise and in many ways to reduce stress in their lives by learning to slow down a little bit and to measure their lives more. to pace themselves more, to find a rhythm of life which is more peaceful, as all of you have been discussing tonight, and to find a better balance within the life. The Erasmus Foundation is a spiritual teaching and healing foundation based in Laxfield, Suffolk in the United Kingdom. We have a webpage www.erasmus-foundation.org If you would like to be a guest on our podcast or indeed have further questions for us then please contact me on paul at erasmus-foundation.org and we'll do our best to accommodate you. Thank you very much for listening.